Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kane and Tommy. Hey, welcome to the Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. Kathy alone. No co-host. I'm not even looking for a co-host anymore. I prefer to do it myself. Um, I don't know if anyone listened to uh, the one recently with uh, Melissa from Brazil. I had a co-host on because I thought, oh, she might need guy advice. And I always thought for a long time that I was better with a co-host. But it really irritated me when he gave her his advice. (laughs) And I know that makes me like a know-it-all or probably like a lot of bad things, but I don't really care because it's my podcast. I don't really like having somebody give their two cents that I don't agree with. Um, Even though I brought him on thinking he was great. You know, that's my own hypocrisy. Um, But I like it just to be my show by myself. So no co-host anymore. It's just Kathy. I will have Tommy on like for fun as a guest uh, to tell his divorce story, which is really good. But anyway, if you want to follow the show, Strictly Anonymous on Twitter, follow me at Cartoon Therapy or at Strict Anonymous. I don't really do any other social media stuff. There's a Facebook page, but it's like dead in the water. I don't even use it. I hate Facebook. I've talked about that before. I'm not really good at long-winded blah, blah, blah. Considering I talk so much, you'd think that I really would be into that shit, but I'm really not. I don't really like to write. I like to talk. So Twitter I love because it's just like, you know, meaningless sentences, like one meaningless sentence. (laughs) Uh, And you could say a lot with less. Like I like to say, uh, you know, a lot in a very short amount of time. That's like what my book is about. Like I edited that down to, so it's like a very quick, easy read. You can buy my book, which is a cartoon, uh, book full of my uh, horrible relationship stories. It's short stories. Uh, it's called the cartoon misadventures of a total train wreck and it's on Amazon Kindle and you can get it for like two ninety nine. Uh, pretty soon, probably within the next two weeks, it'll be available in a hard copy, which I think it's like actually better. It's kind of 
like I always pictured my book to be sold like in Urban Outfitters. It's that kind of a book. It's like a it's good for girls. Uh, I think it's a good present. I think it's a good, you know, bathroom book or coffee table book. You know, it's not something that you have to read from beginning to end. I prefer to read my books and always have read my books like it's in a different like in the wrong way. Like I'll read the middle and then I'll read the beginning and then I'll read the end. And I like chapter reading. I don't really like to uh, start from the beginning and go to the end. I used to actually read magazines from the end it's from the back to the front and so I'd read articles and I'd read like the last page and I'd be like oh this is interesting then I'd read the middle and then I'd read the beginning (laughs) so um my book can be read that way too if you read the whole thing from beginning to end it is like one girl's like it is my whole life story with guys starting from my losing my virginity story which is kind of hilarious there's not I bet you anything and there's like millions of people in this world that not one other person has my losing my virginity story it's that unique and it's totally true and uh, so it's my losing my virginity story all the way until I turned 40 and every guy I dated, well, mostly all of them, uh, and, w- you know, how they all went horribly wrong in the story. So that's that. You can buy that on Kindle. Uh, what else? So on today's call, I wasn't going to um, read. I already did the podcast. I already taped it. And uh, this is a guy we're calling Cirque. That's his name, Cirque. Uh, at first I wasn't going to, I told him on the podcast and you'll hear this on the podcast. I'm not going to edit it out that I wasn't going to read his email because I just wanted him to get into it. Um, but I decided to read his email on the intro only because this is what I think. Um, what I find so interesting about my podcast and why I do it and what I know anyway to be true, but what I think it's interesting for people to realize is that sometimes when you take things out of context or you just hear like a story or what somebody did, you could get a total like judgmental sort of view of somebody or you could just like imagine that they're going to be a certain way because of what they do or whatever if you just look on the surface but then when you actually talk to these people they're all kind of normal and especially because I talked to them all for like 45 minutes to an hour this guy I talked to over an hour I could have talked to him for two hours um you know you just get the sense that like all these people like I don't know I find them to just be totally normal and but they just do these other kinds of things these sexual things definitely this guy has done a lot of stuff and I just feel like when you hear the stuff that he's done you definitely get an idea in your head of what he's about you think he might be like a creepy weirdo because of what he's done but then you hear him and I have to say he was like someone I probably would have been friends with in high school I thought he was kind of hilarious he was really laid back and kind of funny and cool uh, he's just done a lot of crazy shit. He's a new listener to the show. He actually wrote me a review recently. If you want to write a review like he did, that'd be great. I fucking love reviews. He wrote a really great review. Um, he's a new listener to the show, and he sent me an email looking to be on the show. If you want to be on the show, uh, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Again, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. I, you don't have to have like a sex question. You can have like a M- Melissa from Brazil question, which is just like I'm trying to get a guy to commit to me and he won't like it, it could be like any kind of regular relationship love problem I had unemployed Joe on that was just like a guy who couldn't get a job I love that podcast I love talking to him so any kind of problem you have I just like helping people or if you live a double life or a secret life or something that you just want to get out there that you don't tell anybody and you want to call up anonymously and spill your shit you could write in and be on the show that's what I love it's a uh, call in, I mean, right in strictly on his podcast at gmail.com. So Cirque wrote in and this is what he said. I'm going to read his long email because it's like 
I'm getting to let you picture what you think he's going to be like just by hearing the stuff. He said, hi, let's call me Cirque. I wouldn't say I lead a double life. I'm pretty forthcoming, actually. I'm 39 and a male living in Utah. I cuckolded my best friend about 10 years ago, and since then I've been a lousy boyfriend. I cheated, but I was always up front, and it's obvious um, I was constantly getting... And so obviously I was constantly getting dumped. I'm a pretty attractive guy, and I had a panty fetish. I used to buy married women's panties on Craigslist, and they would come on to me. One of them gave me her phone number, and she would make porn for me behind her husband's back. I've answered Craigslist ads and jerked off um, on fat girls with other guys. I met a dude at a party and let him suck my dick. I met a crippled chick online and carried her up three flights of stairs to tag team her with a stranger we met at a bar. I've done a lot of crazy shit with couples and my girlfriend used to fuck everyone and everything anytime and anywhere. I have a history in the arts. I'm a musician and have lots of experience with psychedelics and free live hippie women. I was in a sexually dead relationship for a decade and I made up for it during the last one. Now I'm in a monogamous relationship with an amazing woman that I'm trying to get involved in swinging. I'll be on your show if you'd like. So we hit on all those topics, you know. Uh, We talk about the crippled chick, the fat chick, the cuckolding, and then some. I mean, there's more shit that comes out. Uh, This guy has, uh, for a late bloomer, because this guy kind of started late he wasn't a very long time his first girlfriend he was with for a very long time and then he let his freak flag fly for sure and uh he's pretty uh hardcore in the stuff that he's done and he's very open-minded and it's a great listen so um i'm just gonna be right back or i'm just gonna end this intro and be right back with cirque do you have a story lifestyle situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well strictly anonymous wants to hear from you send us an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name and remember everything is strictly anonymous strictly anonymous Hi, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. This is Kathy. Is this Cirque, right? I'm calling you Cirque. Yes, that's correct. I'm, I'm Cirque. Hey, Cirque, Cirque, how are you doing? So you sent me like a I'm really, fine. you sent me a really great email. I even read it to my friends the other night when I, I was out with some friends and we were talking about my podcast and I was talking about my guests and they don't really listen to my podcast because they didn't even know I was doing one. And I was like, oh, I get, you know, all kinds of people with like really interesting double lives. And, um... And uh, I read them your email and your email is like, you know, you have like 10 things in that email that were like fascinating. I would like to get like one person with one of those things, yet you've like done it all sexually. And you don't even live like you said straight up, like it's not even like you live a double life. You're pretty forthcoming with everything that you do and have done, right? Yeah. And you're 39. You live in Utah. You're not. Do you mind me saying you live in Utah? Is that bad or do you want me to edit that out? No, you can say I live in Utah. Are you a Mormon, or what are those people called that are living out there? No, I'm not a Mormon, but I I am very interested in, in religion um, because I had I had a, well, it started when I was probably 17 years old. Uh-huh. I ate way, I ate way too much LSD, and I lost my marbles. Okay. And I had, I guess, what you would call... what. Uh, maybe Terrence McKenna would call a, a heroic dose or, or a, a mystical or religious experience on that stuff. Uh-huh. And so, and so 
I, I spent, I went to college. When I was in college, I decided to focus on uh, studying religion and philosophy. Mm-hmm. And what I found is that women are really interested in sort of woo-woo yoga type stuff like that. <laughs> right. It, it, so it you turns, used it to it get laid? Sort of, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it did seem like astrology. I tell all my guy friends because I kind of believe in astrology and I'm a girl like that, right? And I always tell my guy friends, like, you don't understand. Like, every girl loves astrology. So you should just try to be into it. It's just the way to, you know, it's a great icebreaker. <laughs> You're so funny because that's so true. Like, yeah. you get into, like, the beta, the beta, Hinduism, Tantra, all of that stuff is so <laughs> Really great way to get into a chick's pants. It's just true. Exactly. So you got into religion just to fuck girls, is what you're saying? It's very religious no, of you. Know. That's very religious. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Justice Smith did. He's the founder of the Mormon Church. That's what he did. Well, I I got into religion and philosophy because I had the shit scared out of me because of hallucinogenics. Right. But you were just really high. I mean, that's why, honestly, when I was younger, like, all the drugs that I did, I never did anything other than, like, weed and cocaine because I was, I think, like, my mind is so fucked up. Like, I think, like, a stoned person naturally anyway that I was, like, if I started seeing things, I'd go crazy. Like, I could, I don't think I could deal with that. I would literally wind up in the emergency room. (laughs) I don't know. This is too paranoid. You already have a critical mind, though. I've listened to enough of your podcasts. Right. Understand it. You do. You do think like a stoner. Totally. Uh, naturally. So when I get stoned, I smoke pot recently. I'm a sober person for like 12 years, but I'll smoke weed once in a blue moon. And I have to say, like, I just get so super weird on it, and I, I can't take my mind like that. You know what I mean? Though I could think I could hang with people that are stoned regularly because I'm like on that wavelength already. So I can't do uh-huh. any of that stuff. <laughs> I completely understand. I'm the same exact way. Yeah, so you really trip bad, but let's let's get to this thing, okay? Because you said a lot of shit in your email that's so fascinating, and I don't think I'm gonna read. I, sometimes I do my intros beforehand, or sometimes I do them after. I'm not. I'm not. I haven't done your intro. I'm gonna do it after. Um, I'm not gonna read everything that you're, we're gonna talk about in this podcast because it's really great, and I just want it to sort of unfold naturally. But why don't we get to the first thing that you said in your email, which was you cuckolded, which I still. I, don't, I think that I've had episodes about it, and I think I'm still sort of confused about what that really means. Your best friend about 10 years ago, and since then you've been a lousy boyfriend. I'm just going to read what you said right after. Is, I cheated, but I always was up front, and so obviously I was constantly dumped, which is kind of fucked up. Like, you would yeah. cheat on your girlfriends and then tell them? <laughs> well, I would tell my girlfriends before that I, they were my girlfriends that I probably was going to. I'm not monogamous. Right, like, so you no would let them know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just telling you, like, if you have a, if you're, you're probably going to dump me at some point if you expect me to be faithful to you, because, uh, well, I was faithful. See, let's get to the beginning. I'll tell you the whole story from the beginning. Okay. Uh, I met, I, met, I moved to, to Utah from California, mm-hmm. and in 1990, I was 16 or something. I was a kid, and I met a girl, and we. She was my girl, like, she let me fuck her. And so, obviously, I fell in love with that. Not necessarily in love with her, but, you know, that comes. Like, I fell in love with her. We we ended up spending 10 years together. Like, we, we didn't break up until I was probably around 27, 28 years old. Wow, that's a long-term, that's a long first relationship. Yeah, yeah, and, and she was my first. So, like, I'm, I'm basically a 28-year-old virgin because... 
she was the she only girl had, you fucked the whole time. You were monogamous well, for with her for ten years. Kinda, I cheated on her. <laughs> because I'm, I'm a musician, I played in a band, and I played a show, and one of the there was a chick in the audience, and she wanted to fuck me, and she was like, "I'm 19 years old," and she's like 28. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and she was gorgeous, and of course I'm gonna fuck her. Like, right. I, how? How are you going to tell a 19-year-old kid to not fuck something that wants to fuck it back, you know? Totally. And it got back to, it got back to my girlfriend, and we broke up. But then we got back together, and, and there was that whole thing. I mean, it's really hard for a, a dude to, to decline sex, though, you know? I mean, totally. coming at Especially when women are super aggressive with you. If you're in a band or you have any kind of, you're in any kind of sort of position of notoriety or power or whatever it is that girls, you know, want to go after you. Like I have friends that are comedians. I have friends that are musicians. I have friends that are CEOs of big companies, you know, and like women go after them hardcore and the one, you know, it is, I think it's very hard, especially if they're like, you know, totally grabbing your joint. Like that's what my friend says. He's like, Kathy, once they grab your joint, all bets are off. Like, what are you supposed to do as a dude? You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's true. It's true. But I mean, for the, for by and large, like for, all intents and purposes, I was I was monogamous. Right. Okay. That wasn't. I wasn't monogamous because I wanted to be. I was monogamous because I couldn't figure out how to get laid. Right. No, Even I though you're a musician, you couldn't figure out how to get laid. Or you maybe you were an aggressive guy. Like you like maybe you needed. No, the... man. I was really shy. I was right. really kind of an insecure kid. You mm-hmm. know, and I didn't have any experience at that point. Right. Well, you so, sure made up for it way later on. So go on. <laughs> when, do you, sur- when do you start cuckolding? Did. When do you start cuckolding? Oh. Okay, so what, what happened with that was I was in that relationship with that girl. And I was seriously, I was getting laid probably two or three times a year. With the girlfriend? Like, with my girlfriend. And it wasn't, I didn't want to fuck her because she traumatized me. See, what happened was like one day we were having sex and she started crying and it she she had a flashback of a traumatic couple of traumatic incidents that happened even one one when she was a kid and one while we were dating that she hadn't told me about but somebody somebody kind of somebody raped her while oh, we were dating shit. okay mm-hmm. and so then so then this comes out and then I don't want to fucking be like a trauma trigger for her so I never want to initiate sex anymore yeah that was kind and of so like we, ruined it for you. Yeah, it fucked me up. Like I didn't, I didn't know, no, I didn't trust her to not start crying if I ever fucking like tried to fuck her or something. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, totally. That's like a it definitely would maybe ruin things a bit. <laughs> yeah, I did, and so I, my best bud, he his girlfriend was like seventeen, he was like twenty two or something like that. We were we were young, and um, he just I mean it started out with just like. I started out with her coming out. We used to, he used to ignore his girlfriend too. We used to play a lot of video games. And one day she was sick of me and him playing video games together and she just came out in a robe and sat down on the coffee table in front of the TV and opened her robe up and she was naked underneath it and she started like masturbating with this vibrator in front of us. Oh my God. This is the girlfriend that wouldn't fuck you, would only fuck you once a year? No, this isn't my girlfriend. This is my buddy's girlfriend. That oh, this isn't your girlfriend. This was the the friend's girlfriend. Yeah, my cuckold buddy. Okay, go on. And and so and they started fucking. But this is the thing. Like, 
this girl was friends with my girlfriend, so she didn't want to do anything with me, but she was okay fucking her boyfriend in front of me. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I just, and he, he's like, come on, baby, just let, just let this, or circle in there a little bit. Right. <laughs> and, and he's like, she, she wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. Eventually, we, they moved. Uh, we went up to visit them. Um, I talked, I told, I asked my girlfriend if she would blow my friend. Uh-huh. And that happened because I really wanted to fuck his girlfriend. I figured, I figured if, if, if my girlfriend's giving him a blowjob, mm-hmm. then we can, then I can go, hurry and go and like fuck his girlfriend real quick because mm-hmm. I want, I mean, I've seen her, I've seen her masturbating. Like we totally wanted each other. Everybody right. wanted everybody in that thing. So what happened is we eventually like, had a thing where we would swap, but then me and my my girlfriend had never fucked me. Mm-hmm. We came back to we came back to Utah, and I wasn't getting laid again. And I was like, dude, I need to fucking find a girlfriend that I can't sex with. Yeah, but she was so like, sw- we- it's so weird how she had this thing where she'd go and fuck your friend, right? But she wouldn't fuck you. <laughs> Like she was swapping well, she, with you, right? Like that's pretty open minded as far as I'm concerned, but yet then she wasn't like it was see, it was a hang up for me though. I didn't want to f- ever initiate sex. It became kind of like a habitual thing where it's like I don't try to fuck my girlfriend and I never get and I never have sex. Oh, okay, go okay, cool. Well ultimately what happened is like we both realized, look, we're not sexually compatible. I don't know how to fuck you. I don't know how to engage with that kind of mm-hmm. relationship. Right. And that's what broke you guys up? Yeah. And, and it was amicable. Like, we, we split up. Um, I honestly, I'm 20, I'm, at this point, I'm 26 years old. Mm-hmm. And I don't even, I've only had sex with my girlfriend, the girl that I lost my virginity to. Uh, I finger banged a girl when I lived in L.A. when I was right. 13 or something. Um, but my sexual experience was really limited. Like I had sex with that one girl that came to my show when I was like 19. I was in a band or whatever. Um, I probably only like seen with my own eyes and experienced four vaginas. Right. Right. At 26. Okay. Yeah. At 26 years old. And so like, I figured I have a lot to learn. Like I need to figure out what it means to take care of myself because when I mean, I mean, we bought, she She was very responsible. She bought a house when she was 19. Oh, wow. She worked, she, she worked all through high school, and she saved that up about 15 grand while she was working in high, through high school and put that down on a house. So she was a homeowner when she was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And my band lived in her basement, basically. We practiced in her basement. <laughs> <laughs> we were paying her rent. She's very intelligent. She makes a lot of money now. Right. Well, you know, and I do all right. Not as good as her, but mm-hmm. I don't need What but do you anyway, do so now? I work in aerospace. Oh, okay, cool. I, I build rocket motors for NASA. And for, uh, oh, that's interesting. Okay, so go on. So you guys break up because you're like, oh, we're not compatible sexually, and you decide you need to figure out, like, sex. Is that when you started to go onto Craigslist? Because I know you said you had, like, a panty fetish. No, that yeah, that was during that 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 time. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was, and what that happened? I mean, I kind of got over it. It was a kind of an experimental thing. What what happened with that? 
Well, do you want to do you want to talk about that, or do you want to talk about me cuckolding my friend? Oh, that wasn't the cuckold. Okay, what does cuckold mean? Could you just tell me? Because I think I'm always confused about that. What the fuck is cuckolding? Okay, so that uh, the actual word means there's a bird, and what it's a it's a, a cuckold is a bird, and a, what it is is it it basically moves in on on someone else's nest and kind of takes over. Mm-hmm. Right. So so what what was? Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> my after me and my girlfriend broke up, mm-hmm. I basically became a, a third in a in a sort of a triad. Like me and my buddy were just fucking girls. Oh, the same but girl I, that you guys used to swap with, the same girl or a new, yeah, a different one. Okay, yeah. cool. Right. So you became like yeah. the the third person in what do they call those relationships? The people have relationships like that. I forget what they they call them something. But you were a part of that it's kind it's of a called, scenario. It, yeah, it's called a triad. Uh huh. Well, what would happen was, okay, my buddy, he doesn't have a, an enormous talent. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a pretty big dude. Right. I'm, I'm, I know you always ask people uh, what you would rate themselves. Yeah, let's like see. A, what's, what do you rate yourself? Everybody always says 10 or says 7, right? Mm-hmm. So 7 is the new 5 because, let's face it, everybody's fucking average. Right. So, Most people. 7 is. But I'm I'm probably I you know I just barely listened to your podcast that you had with uh, the doctor guy. Uh huh. Reminds me of, reminds me a lot of me actually. Oh really? <laughs> nice. I'm good friends with him. I can't wait to have him on again because the shit he's doing now is out of control. He's having like a 50 year old midlife crisis. How old are you? 39. You have 10 years to go before you go nuts. <laughs> uh, well, the problem is is that I'm. I'm I'm having a hard time not going off on tangents right now. It's okay. I'll keep you focused. So listen, so you're cuckold. You're like doctor guy. Okay, we don't care about that. I want to hear about you like in right now. So you, you cuckolding, you move in on your your friend and his girlfriend, and you're fucking them and her. Her, right? I'm in their fucking relationship. her. While, yes. I'm, I basically, I'm fucking her while she is telling, verbally humiliating him. Right, She's telling him how how much more she likes my cock than she likes his. Oh. How much bigger it fucks me better. And is I he like jerking off? Is he jerking off while she's saying this? Is he hard? Like, is that uh, a turn on to him? Yeah, he's. I mean, yeah. Interesting. And, and sometimes she would. Sometimes she would wouldn't let him. She was like, "Stop touching your fucking pathetic little dick. I don't want you to touch it. I don't even want you to like this. I want you to just watch this because you're a fucking piece of shit." <laughs> like it, it was. A, that's so oh, funny. I, I don't know how I don't know how somebody in that scenario didn't start laughing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, I don't I don't know I don't either. <laughs> I really don't need it. I mean I, back then though, I wasn't very experienced with sex. Like I didn't know that women were so varied. Like women are so different. Right. They're totally. all all so different. And dudes I think you found over the course of your show there's a lot of guys that like to watch their girl get fucked. Like, yeah, really that's what that's one of the things that has surprised me the most, I would say. Because I have a lot of guy friends. I've always, I like male companionship. I have a lot of female friends. Like I'm, you know, an equal opportunist in that scenario. So I know a lot about men just because I have a lot of guys that are my friends. And we, I could talk like a dude when I'm with some dudes, right? So I always felt like I knew most everything about guys. But I never 
besides the other thing where the, a lot of them want to get fucked by a tranny or blow a tranny that looks really hot that's the other thing i was surprised about is the the thing like you say is that there's so many guys that would love to watch their girl get fucked by another guy which i never knew and so a lot of my guy friends still say no they wouldn't be into it but a lot of people that call my show are so that guy though i would love to get that guy on the phone because he didn't just want to watch his girlfriend fuck another guy he wanted to be humiliated but i think that that's a thing that's not, i don't know what it's called but i think some people are into that de- de- like de- degrading thing you know yeah so he was into that. You were into being like the big cock guy, right? Because that's who you were. So that was probably a turn on for you. So everyone no, was like I happy. Wanted, I just wanted, I didn't care. I didn't care about that. In fact, that, that kind of shit sort of fucking freaked me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like that. I, it's hard to keep a boner when somebody's like being an asshole, you know? Right. And yeah, right. I'm not I'm not really into the whole cuckold thing, like, Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. I don't know, but once, but once you do, what? This is what's weird about men uh-huh. is that when, when anytime something happens while you're aroused, it becomes like a trigger for future arousal. It sort of right. imprints sexuality, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so big guys get into some weird shit like Oreos or fucking maybe like some kind of like cartoons playing while you're the first time you jack off <laughs> and all and, of a sudden you're really a horny for bugs bunny is what you're saying yeah dude like right. weird shit this is why guys get into so much weird fetish shit uh-huh. because of that uh-huh. and then but and once you have but in, in order for you to like really get past it you have to really get into it and it has to become boring to you at that right point. you just got to do it work it out of your system and then move on and you need a new trigger right because it just like yeah, sort of escalates. Yeah. You just cuckled so much, and you're like, okay, the, now I can want to do something else. And then you get yeah. into panties. <laughs> well, that happened more out of just a curiosity for for uh, for just the female body. Like mm-hmm. I got online and I tried. I, I bought these chicks' panties from her. They were they were surprisingly cheap. I thought she would. Fuck, I would have paid way more for them. How much did she charge for her panties? And how did you find, like, what were you looking on Craigslist for? People to fuck or, like, what was what were you on there Googling? Yeah, just, well, just curiosity, really. I, I don't believe that there are a lot of women on Craigslist. Uh-huh. But, just, but this woman that sold me her panties was fucking hot, man. She was really but Did you ever great. meet her in person? How do you know she was really a, a woman selling your panties? Be- well, because this is why she when she came to my house to deliver her panties to oh. me, wearing them, and oh. she took them off. Oh, that's how you got. That's how you got the panties. She actually hand delivered them. That's she a good. That's a good business. Off of her sexy ass body and handed them directly to me from inside of her car. And she's like, "Oh my god, dude, you're the hottest dude that I've ever met doing this." And I'm like, "I would totally want to fuck you." And she's like, "I'm married." And I'm like, wow, well, so? <laughs> so what? Right, right. Like, 
I mean, it's listen, like, I don't think it's that great as a married person to be at some dude's house taking your panties off in the car. So she might as well just fuck you, too. I mean, like, do you know what I mean? At that that's point, what I, was, what I was saying, I'm like, OK, well, she, she's like, she, she she wanted to give me 20 bucks or she wanted me to give her 20 bucks for her fucking panties that she's taking off right off of so that I could go and fucking stick them in my face and jerk off to them. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, what will you do for 100 bucks? Like, I'll give you 100 bucks. Exactly. Like, right. Um, and she's like, well, I can't, I can't let, I'm, I can't let you touch me. Like, I'll let you jerk off on me, or I'll let you like, I don't know. And I'm like, will you make me a porn? And she says, yeah, I'll, I'll go home. I'll go home, mm-hmm. and I will. Because what happened? <laughs> I, I had a lot of weird fucking fetishes. I, this one chick. After I'd broken up and started, I, met, I started meeting these women online. I met all these, these chicks on, on sites like Plenty of Fish or uh, what's that other one? Okay, Cupid. Know. All of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sites like that. And so I met this girl and I met her at a bar and we went back to my place. And she, when I, I, I actually dated her for about four months. And. I knew I was making her come because she would start kind of insulting me. Like she was <laughs> another one. That's so interesting. She would start insulting you when you were coming. Well, she was. Yeah, she was. She was like, like I knew I would. I would be fucking her. Right? I'm like fucking railing this chick, and she. I knew she would start getting really into it because she'd be like, "Oh, you piece of shit, you motherfucker! <laughs> oh my god." <laughs> Asshole. Oh, you fucker. Don't you stop, you fucking piece of shit. And she was just like, <laughs> sorry, oh, so what funny. the fuck? So, and then, sorry, like, I, I got turned on by being insulted by these women when they were fucking. <laughs> so we were just talking about that, about your friend being insulted and how what a loser he was. But then turns out you got into the same thing. I guess it's just like, you know, like you say, when you're horny and you're turned on and something just sort of happens. Sometimes you just go with uh-huh. it. <laughs> uh-huh. So that's what I wanted this girl to sell me her pages. I'm like, I want you to make a porn. Yeah. And I want you to fuck yourself with a dodo. And I want you to just call me fucking names and tell me how much of a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she did that. I'm over that now. I'm, I don't know. Maybe it would still be hot. The thing is, is like, I'm... I'm in a relationship right now, and I know my girl that I'm with right now, man, she would do anything. She's so open-minded and so accepting of, like, all my fucked-up past. Just because I think it's because I'm not curious. Like, I'm not going out and trying to do shit. The way, this is a funny story, the way I met her, I met, I was at a party with her, and there was this gay guy there, and he was coming on to me. And he's like, and she was there, and she was my current girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She was, she was, she was talking to this other dude, and I was, I, she, obviously, she wasn't my girlfriend at the time, but I was always really attracted to her. I had a huge crush on her, and it was killing me inside to watch her mm-hmm. um, talk to this dude. I was getting really fucking jealous, right? And and this dude's coming on to me, and he's like, you really want to. You want to fuck her, don't you? I'm like, yeah, I do. I'm like, why don't you just go in this room with me and I'll suck your cock and you can just get my dick her. Um, oh, you talked about uh, this in the email. Okay, go on. Yeah, so I let, so I let, so I let my, that, and 
that dude actually was her roommate. So I let that dude suck my dick. Oh, my God. And that was her roommate. So she knew uh, about that, obviously. Well, that's what's so weird is because... um, So the next day, I was heading up the mountain to go ski. And I get a phone call, and it's not her, not, not her, but her other friend. And he's like, what happened? She's like, what happened with you and Jojo uh, last night? And I'm like, dude, I let him suck my dick. And she's like, what else? I'm like, I sucked him a little bit, too. I'm not going <laughs> to lie, because I know this is going to fucking get out. It's just going to make me look like a fucking asshole. Right. I'd rather, you know, whatever. I'm like, eh, I fucked around with this dude. And she's like, I can't believe it. I can't believe that you did that, and I can't believe that you even admitted it. I'm like, what am I going to lie about? I can't lie about anything. Mm-hmm. I'm a lousy liar. I suck at lying. I, I do. You know why? I suck at lying, too. I had to lie to a friend the other day because of, like, birthday shit. And it's like I got busted, like, ten times. I can't. I think lying is so exhausting. you got to remember shit and everything. It's irritating. I yeah. think it's terrible it's, to be a liar. It's, so it's, it's like too much like, energy. It's irritating. I, seriously, it's, I can't stand it. Right. I'm not honest because I'm like some sort of virtuous dude. I'm honest right, because I'm lazy. Exactly. No, and I just, work. yeah, and I don't like to get caught, and then you have to remember everything. It's very exhausting. So I don't know how liars do it. It's a big fucking waste of time as far as I'm concerned. Just tell the truth and whatever. Weeds out the trash. People can't handle it. Fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, what? So this girl dates you anyway, and she knows that you sucked a dick and got your dick sucked by a dude. And so at least you know she knows who you are, and, you know, there's you don't have to lie about anything else after that, right? Exactly. This is the most healthy relationship I've ever been. I spent probably the last 10 years just get going online, mm-hmm. finding girls on normal de- websites, which I think is a, a great tip, bit, of, bit of advice that you give out to, to your yeah. callers. Uh-huh. Just fucking get online. Like, that's how you met your doctor. Yeah, doctor, right? doc- yeah me and Dr. Guy met on OkCupid. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It was probably the only... Yeah. One, I ever, I can't stand dating strangers. Like, I'm not, like, I don't really meet guys that way. Normally, I, like, I, I, I see a dude, I set my sights on him, and then that's the next guy. Like, I notice him from afar. And, like, so it's very hard for me to go on dates with strangers. I'm not that person. A lot of people like that. I can't stand it. But I was, like, going through a tough time, and I forced myself to go out. And I just really liked him, like, as a person. And we had a lot of, like, crazy stuff happen. But, you know, and so we became friends. We're still great friends to this day. Um, but so it was, like, a successful thing. But I tell these guys that are, like, on Craigslist looking for, like, girls that do freaky shit. It's, like, girls will do freaky shit on Match.com. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you don't need to go on there and weed through all the fake people. Go on the regular websites with the regular girls, buy them a couple drinks, and before you know it, you're going to be doing all this crazy shit, you know, because girls are just like guys are into stuff, you know, sexually, and they're going to... Fuck. Right? Yeah, they are. That's what was so... I mean, this is why I want to get my girlfriend into fleeing, because I'm going to miss that part of my life. I love going, meeting women in strange places, strange women, and just like... Seeing how far I could go with them. Yeah, let's you know? go down the list of the shit that you've done because you fuck fat girls, cripple girls, like all kinds of stuff. I mean, you said that you, you know, you answered Cra- Craigslist ads and you jacked off on fat girls with other guys. Like, what ad did you respond to that was like, hey, I'm a fat girl and I want a couple guys to jerk off on me? Or like, did you respond to like. She didn't, she didn't, no, she didn't say that. 
she she was a big fat girl, and there was going to be a bunch of dudes beating up when I showed up. She just said that she wanted me to come over, and she was fucking jack me off, or I could jack off on her. Well, and let me ask you this: Were there pictures of her online, or did she call herself BBW or whatever? Be like you know, big. No, mm-hmm. no, nothing like that. Nothing like that. Okay, so you get there. She's just like, I want to. I'll suck you off or jerk you off, and you go over to her house, and there's other dudes there, and she's really fat. There was. She did send me pictures of her, and they were her. They right. were not an, an accurate representation of what she looked like. They were probably fucking fifteen years old. These pictures. <laughs> she could. And I showed up. I'm like, yeah, I'll do anything. I'll do anything once. Like I really will. Mm-hmm. I'll do. I'll. I, I'm not going to knock anything, and I'm not going to judge. I love how non-judgmental you are. Too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. What, yeah, really like if you're thing. into it in the moment. I mean, you know, you go for it. I don't know why people are so like, oh, I would not. Like, I'm always like, I'm kind of like a chubby chaser. I don't care if a guy is like overweight. Like, I could get into all different kinds of things if I'm into the person. You know what I mean? Like, whatever turns me on, turns me on. I don't live in a box, and I'm like, oh, I don't like someone that's overweight, so I can't get turned on by that. Like, if you get turned on, you get turned on. Like, sometimes you can't control that. That's just nature. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know what you get horny for sometimes. Like, how could you predict that, you know? Exactly. There are a couple things that people are into that I can't right but that's that's the same thing that's like the nature thing too it's just like you're not into that but you might be into a fat girl and you were that night (laughs) well sure like i mean honestly a guy every dude's fuck fat girls Mm -hmm. every every one of us has at some point you know and listen i don't think i don't know why people knock and i don't know what you're calling fat but like i mean i think all women of all different shapes and sizes are hot and sexy and what women don't understand and I try and explain this because I know guys and you know heterosexual guys will fuck a lot of things you know what I mean they're looking at tits and ass they're not looking at like how much body fat you have like I think women are so self-conscious about their bodies and they don't understand that it's only other women that would judge them the way they're thinking guys don't look at them like that I'm like you know show off your tits and your ass and like if you're a bigger girl and you have huge boobs like you're gonna get dudes like you know guys aren't like looking the way that girls think that they are you know guys will fuck all kinds of things all kinds of bodies are sexy like whether you're a little bit overweight it's how you uh, carry yourself it's how, how much you like I sex totally, like that's sexiness completely agree okay. I completely agree like some of the most that, that chick that used to degrade me uh-huh. she was one of the, my the, the most fun people that I ever had sex with and she mm-hmm. would fucking talk shit to me while we, while she was coming mm-hmm. a little bit heavy she was, she was carrying a little bit but whatever, um, she was hot. Beautiful. Right, yeah, totally. Yeah. That's why I explain yeah. to girls she that are, was... like, a little bit overweight. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, men do not care about that. It's, like, it's more about, like, your sexiness, and that comes from within. I think that that's totally about how much you like sex and how into it you are. And also just the way your body is shaped, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, like, skinny, fat. I know real hetero guys are into all kinds of things, and I think just some girls don't understand that. Or a lot of girls don't you know understand what? that. What they need to understand is, it, in both sexes, I think, it's really enthusiasm. What turns people on is knowing that you're turning them on. Totally. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Have you, let me ask you, because we just skipped over, like, the dude that you sort of blew, and he blew you. Is that your only experience with a guy? Um, No. I was going to say, um. <laughs> so what that else have you done with guys? And do you consider well, yourself bisexual? Not really. Like, I, I mean, 
I'm, I consider myself just sexual. Right. And open to whatever. What else have you done with guys? Have you ever, like, fucked a guy or had him fuck you in the ass? No, I haven't. Mm-mm. I'm not, I don't really, I, I'm not, I'm, it, it'd have to be a really special guy for me to let do that to me. And honestly, I like, I'm not really into anal sex. Mm-hmm. It's not really my thing. Um, I, I'll do it. I've done it only twice. It's just, I had a bad experience once. (laughs) (laughs) So you were a little traumatized? (laughs) Yeah, man. I don't think, okay, this is the thing. I'm just going to be fucking completely blunt and frank with you. I don't think shit is sexy. And I don't like pulling my dick out or anything with poop on it. I don't like poop. I don't like it. When I step on dog shit in the the yard, I fucking want to throw up. Like... (laughs) Two hours. <laughs> I don't want shit on my dick. I don't want shit on any part of me. Yeah, no, I no. hear you. I knew a guy once, and I talked about this in one of my podcasts on over and like me and him were like gonna get it on, and we were just like talking, and I'm like, "What are you like into?" And he's like, "Oh, I really like to like fuck a girl in the ass and then make her suck my dick." And I was like, "Oh, that's like a turn off." <laughs> like, so basically, you like to make a girl eat shit? Like, that's disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, that's to- but you know some guys are into that. Yeah, some, some girls might be. And my friend <clears throat> screws a girl that likes t- to have that because she's like into some sort of degrading of herself, you know. And everyone's into different things, but I- I'm not. I think that that's a deal. Like that's not good, you know. <laughs> not hot, but everyone's different. So for you, you know, the whole anal sex. So you've just gotten blowjobs from other guys. Is that what you've done with other dudes? Yeah, mostly. And where have you found them? Did you would you find those online? No, that was uh, the only male experiences I've had was the guy that I was cuckolding. I should probably tell you this story. Like he was my best friend, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're sitting, we're sitting around the, the kitchen table one day. We're drinking wine, and I'm a little bit, I'm a little buzzed, and I'm just telling him, like, dude, you two, both of you guys are the best. I love you guys, but I'm just telling you, like, as a dude, bro. I always got your back. Like, I've always got your back. I'm never going to fucking do anything. You, you, you know, we're, we're bros. And the girl, <laughs> the girl, she was like, she got, she got a little bit offended by that. She, she thought that I was being an asshole by declaring my loyalty to one side of their couple. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so one day, and we 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 live we kind of lived together. Like I, I didn't actually live there, but I stayed there every day. Right. Mm-hmm. So I come home from work one day, and Mike's not. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, I can Bill, delete it. Bill, I'll delete it. So your friend's Bill, not there. Yeah. You come home from work, and your friend's not there. Yeah, and uh, but she is, and she's in the bedroom. And she fucking seduces me into the bedroom, and you know, like we're fucking. It's not like I couldn't fuck her, and that right. would be a, mm-hmm. a, a, you know. Uh, so she gets me on the bed, and she fucking handcuffs me to it, and then she turns me like she handcuffs my one arm to the bedpost, and then she turns me over and handcuffs my other arm, so I'm like face down, mm-hmm. and she just she leaves me there. She leaves me there with my ass up. <laughs> She's for funny. Like She's fu- she likes to degrade dudes. That's for sure. She's like secretly yeah. hates men <laughs> or her dad. So well, and so so her her boyfriend 
for all intents and purposes, husband. They have kids together and everything. Like they, they were they were a solid long term relationship couple. Mm-hmm. He comes home from work. He comes home from work, and she's she greets him at the door, and I don't know. I I can only hear what they're doing. I'm like, hey, I'm yelling <laughs> at him. They're not listening to me. He fuck, he fucked her in the front room. Uh-huh. I can hear him. And I'm just laying there handcuffed at the bed with my ass up, listening to these kids fuck in the front room. For but is that getting time. you horny? Like, was that getting you horny? Yeah. Okay. Totally. Mm-hmm. I was totally turned on. Right. So she comes, and so then she brings her man into the into the bedroom where I'm chained to the tied to the bed, and 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 he's like what are you doing what, what the fuck what is he doing what is he doing here how long has he been here what what is going on here and she told him that she was going to make him watch her she was going to make him watch her fuck me up the ass with the strap on uh-huh she didn't have a strap on she just had a dildo right but she did that like uh-huh. she basically fucking anally probed me in front of her man. Um, <laughs> and the whole time he's just like, dude, I'm sorry, bro. He was apologizing, but you liked it, right? I kind of did like it a uh-huh. little bit. I, mm-hmm. I, liked how, I liked how fucked up it was. I liked how it, it was just dirty. Me. It was dirty for dirty sake, right? It's like dirty sex you get into it. Well, yeah, I mean, she was trying to torture me, but it didn't, I mean, it, honestly, it didn't feel good. I really don't like things being shoved up my ass, mm-hmm. but I like, but, but I do like how uncomfortable situations sort of uh, are, they, they, they tend to kind of lead to, a, I don't know, like breakthroughs and mental breakthroughs where you can kind of uh, accept things i don't know i don't I really don't even know how to explain it right but you so you were into it you weren't totally into it but there was something about it that you like really turned you on and your friends like apologizing the whole time but how does it turn out that you guys fool around because that's where the story's going right i didn't catch that was it this is this story go gets to a point where you do something with this guy friend of yours right is that right Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, after she fucks me in the ass with a dildo for a while, mm-hmm. um, then she fucking turns me over and she fucks me. And then and she makes me come. And then her man gets behind her doggy and he's doing her doggy style. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm licking her pussy while he's fucking her doggy style. Like, I'm laying on the bed with her pussy on my face. Right, so and his balls are on me. your eyes. <laughs> yeah, his balls are slapping against my chin. And right. Sometimes my tongue, my right. tongue's fucking like licking his dick, and right. like his, his dick will pop out, and I'll fucking like it'll go up in my mouth, in my mouth, or on my up in my eye, or you know, up my nose or something. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Right. I love, I love that. I love giving a woman oral sex while she's being fucked. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's really I love sucking the pussy juice off of a off of a dude's dick that he's just fucked. Right. Like, that was so sexy to me. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call. 
talk to one of them. They stay anonymous. I can't hang up. That's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh. Somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number. Thousands of people try to call. We talk to one of them. They stay anonymous. I can't hang up. That's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh. Somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. You know, it's not, I don't really consider myself bisexual. I just love all sex. Right. I guess maybe. I think that, I think, listen, people have to put labels to things. So I would say if we're going to have to label things, you would label yourself bisexual. All that means is that, you know, you're open to having sex with men and women. Men and women turn you on. Like, so I think that that you are bisexual, but like, you know, I, it doesn't mean that you're turned on by every guy that walks around. You know, it's like you're turned on by yeah. scenarios sometimes. And if the scenario is exactly. right and a guy's there, but that's that, that to me is being bi. That's just being open, you know? Yeah. I I mean, like, I wouldn't, I'm not really, I wouldn't go, go on Craigslist and try to fucking find a dude to suck my dick or to suck his. But that's not really interesting to me. Uh-huh. A lot of dudes do that, though. Totally. A lot of guys are very bi or almost homo, like homosexual, like or close to it. I mean, I think that there's varying degrees of sort of bisexualness. Like you could be like you're 10 percent into guy. You know, I don't know. Like if there's a spectrum, like I think some people are totally hetero. Some people are totally homo and a lot of people fall in the in the middle, you know. Um, but yeah, a lot of guys that call my podcast and I think this is, is like very true. And I think once being homosexual for dudes is more acceptable like in the future you're gonna get the whole thing's gonna happen with guys where they're all like oh yeah i have a band crush and they'll be open about it. like girls are you know but guys have to do it behind closed doors and a lot of guys are sort of letting their freak flag fly in that scenario like online and stuff because it's really not accepted for guys to be gay or bi or into each, you know as much as it is for women there's still something you know that's not really right about it Still, even though it's there's turning. There's all sorts of double standards. Yeah, there's, there's double standards as far as gender roles and gender dynamics, sexual dynamics. All across the board, there's double standards. Like right, I just, right, but I always tell a lot of my guy friends, especially the ones that are really horny, like, you would be a lot happier if you were gay. You know what I mean? Because, you know, uh-huh. I think gay men have the best sex because, you know, their object of, uh, you know, sexual attraction is like another man who's like on the same exact wavelength, you know, and women and men are wired very differently. But when it comes together, it's great. And if that's what you like, that's all you got, you know, but I just think that, for gay men, you know, the stories that I hear that happen with gay men, it's just like, it, it, this is not going to happen in the heterosexual world, most likely, you know. But for gay men, it's like commonplace to just, you know, you just see a guy, you like them, you fuck, they fuck each other. There's none of this nonsense. There's no dating. They have a lot of them have very, you know, successful open relationships. But whatever, you know. So, um, but I, there's still drama. What? There's always drama. It doesn't matter if you're gay. I think people like drama. I think you get as much drama in your life as you're interested in. That's how I believe. Like, swear to God. If you meet somebody, they have tons of drama in their life. They fucking love it. I don't have no, I don't, I, you know what I mean? It's like you, you swirl, whatever swirls in your world is like what you're attracting into it. So, 
If you have a lot, if you know, if you're gay and you got a lot of drama, it's because, you know, you, you like it. Some people like drama, I think. I used to. Yeah. I, don't, I don't anymore. Um, I think life is dramatic enough, but a lot of people have a lot of nonsense <laughs> and a lot of, you know, because some people need that. It, it's exciting. It makes life more interesting for them. Yeah, but Kathy, you've got a very rich past. You've got a lot of experience. <laughs> I've been, yeah. I always like for me. I never read the book. Not like Doctor Guy say he read the book, wrote it. He like I never really bought into being any type of person other than just like being who I was and doing whatever I wanted. I mean, I, nowadays people are a lot more like me. When I was younger, because I'm 46 at this point. When I was younger, I was much more like a minority in the way that I lived my life. I didn't go to school college when people went to college I d- couldn't wait to lose my virginity I fucked a lot of guys I had all kinds of different relationships I never wanted kids until I was in my 40 now I'm having a baby like and I'm doing it in a very unconditional I've always been sort of unconventional and uh, just for well. why not you know um so for me I always just did whatever I wanted and um and had a great time doing it so for so and I think that's why I'm never going to have a midlife crisis because I got most things out of my system or everything out you know I did whatever I wanted as much as I wanted until I was done with it and then I moved on and changed my life and you know did something else oh uh, now you live vicariously through other fucked up people on your podcast you get to hear yeah. their stories about totally I said that I just said that about Melissa from Brazil she's like this young girl who's just like fucking this guy that she knows she's not supposed to and the sex is so great and there's a part of me that's like oh I miss those days you know what I mean because you get a little bit older and you're just in a different place and you don't do those things anymore but I remember that that phase and that time and it was like fun you know and so I uh uh, but that's why, yeah, that's why I'm not judgmental because I've been there, done that. You can't really judge other people. You never know what is going to happen to you or what you're going to do. And then you look like a fucking asshole when you're like putting somebody else down for doing something and then you do it. You know what I mean? You can't be holier than that. Like sometimes shit happens, you know, when people are so judgmental to other people with cheating and all kinds of things. And you can't just say, oh, you cheat and you're an asshole and someone should divorce you. Or Like you have to, people take things out of context. You have to know the whole story. That's why I like to do my podcast and really talk talk and probe with people because sometimes if you hear the whole story it's a lot different than just like on the surface like someone cheats and that's it or they're a dirty pig I think if you look at my titles of my podcast you just think it's some dirty sex show but it's really not like I talk about stuff intelligently I think and it's like interesting and that's um and these people that call in that are doing these things that I think some people would think were so horrifying they're like normal nice people I love everyone that calls into my podcast they're just regular people but this is just what they do sexually you know and that's everyone's personal business and, you know, well, what do you think about this idea? Because I feel like I was sort of perverted. I mean, like perverted. Meaning that, <clears throat> well, meaning that I, things happened that made that triggered me to get to be the fucking freak that I am. Uh-huh. Um, I, I was I was just fucking happy, just fucking pussy. Uh-huh. Like I was just I was just content that like. Like I said, I lived in a, in a monogamous relationship for 10 years. I'd have just been happy if I could just fuck my girlfriend from time to time. Mm-hmm. But through the circumstances of, of, you know, of events, whatever, my destiny, my past, whatever. You got into a lot of uh, other things. You fucked a crippled chick. We, you fucked a crippled chick. In- I need to talk about that. Yeah. I can't forget about that. <laughs> The fat girl, wait, yeah, was, I just have to, sorry to get you back on track. You're the fat not girl. Only did I fuck it, not only did I fuck that girl, but I fucked her with a stranger that I met 
that very day. Right. So you met you said you met this crippled chick online. So she put out there, hey, I'm crippled and I'm looking for sex. And you're like, your dick got hard thinking about screwing a crippled chick. And how was she crippled? Like, what does that mean? No, she wasn't. She, she didn't mention that, actually. She didn't mention um, that she was crippled? <laughs> not until not until we met. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh my god! I can't believe these people. I would be—I could never do that. Like I would be so paranoid. So wait, she—how crippled was she? What kind of crippled was she? She had muscular dystrophy or mm-hmm. something like that. She could, she could, she was, she could walk, but she could only walk about probably ten feet. Mm-hmm. So she could drive, mm-hmm. but she like she couldn't she couldn't really go anywhere without like a walker or a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So she had like peg and, legs, like her legs were like super weirdly shaped, like skinny, like no muscle turn tone. No, they actually looked normal. Okay, they looked normal. She mm-hmm. looked, she looked normal. She she kind of had had a little bit of incontinence. Uh huh. Like she peed a little bit in her pants. But, <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> so how did you wait? But how did you know that she was peeing? Like, I mean, was it obvious when you started fooling around with her, or did she mention to you that she was incontinent? Like, how does that even come up? No, she she told me she's like, if if it's a little wet down there, it's, it's just because I can't control it all the time, mm-hmm. like all the, all the way. So I meet her online. I'm talking to her online. She seems really nice. Uh, I decide to meet her at a bar that's across the street from a movie theater. And because there was a movie that came out that I really wanted to see called Samsara. Mm-hmm. Um, so I met her for, for a couple of drinks. And when I got there, she was talking to this dude. He kind of looked like Bart Simpson. He's like a real life action Bart Simpson dude. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, bulging uh, brow and the right long, long forehead. Spiky hair. Yeah, spiky hair that's the same color as his skin, like that kind of thing. Uh-huh. So they're talking. They're talking to each other, and I'm talking to both of them. Like I just, you know, I'm talking to them. And uh, you know, I told I that it came time for the movie to start, and I'm like, hey, you know, listen, I I, I want to go watch the show. You guys want to? You guys want to go across the street with me? And they're like, yeah, yeah. So we go across the street and watch this movie. And then we get done, the movie's over, and he wants to talk about the movie. She wants to just, like, I think she just wants to get fucked by both of us. Right. So he's, he's like, let's go to dinner. So we went to dinner, and he tells us his whole life story about how he's being screwed over by his ex and how she's holding his kid hostage and whatnot from him, you know, as ransom for, what you know, custody battles and all that kind of fucking divorce terrible shit when people decide that they don't want to they hate each other Mm -hmm. because they fuck each other and uh, so we have dinner he tells us all his story and the night we're we're hitting it off like we're all just having a really good time and I live close I lived across the street from a bar Mm -hmm. and uh, in an apartment and it's three stories up and they're we just decided to go back and like to my place and just hang out. Mm-hmm. And so we did. And while we were, so I'm like hanging out on the couch with this chick and I just start like making out with her. And I start, I start like have my hand down her pants and a finger banging her. And John, Gina said his name. Either. I'll take that <laughs> out. 
I'll delete it. So the, the guy, guy, so the other guy that you brought back to the house. Yeah. So the other guy, he pulls her pants down, and he like try, he tries to start finger finger banging her, but he's all he's getting is my hand, you know. So <laughs> and I I start. So I start feeling like he's, I can feel his hand on my hand, and I'm like, all right, man, I'll, I'll just move my hand out of the way and started, like, rubbing her tits and shit. And he pulled her pants down, and he's like, hey, man, do you have a condom? And I told him where they were in my in my apartment. And he just starts, like, banging her doggy style while, while I'm making out with her. And then, so then she, like, basically, she he pulled her away from me to where her face isn't, like at the same level as my face because mm-hmm. like basically um and then she we just she starts blowing me like she starts giving me a blowjob while he's doing it from behind and she's loving this shit like i don't i don't think that this girl had the greatest self-esteem just because of her you know her predicament uh-huh right and and i'm a really i mean like i don't i'm like i said i'm a pretty good looking dude i've got a good head on my shoulders. I'm not well, other than other than I have no boundaries. But you know, like I'm a pretty intelligent guy and I'm a good looking guy. I'm attractive on for you know, on, on most levels. And so is this guy, the other guy who's a good looking dude. Right. So and she's we, like this is like a, you know, a dream come true. This is like not even well, reality for her. She's getting like two hawk eyes to screw her and she's being yes. crippled. And everybody is just fucking loving it. Like, we were switching positions, and I'm fucking her, and she's, she's fucking her, and she's, she's got she's got a cock coming at her from every direction until <laughs> she can't fucking handle it anymore, you know? It's right. like, you guys do much. You, one of you guys got to stop. Finally, he left. He's like, you know, uh, that was fucking awesome. I'm going to we exchange phone numbers. He thinks <laughs> that I'm some fucking magical dude that can just, like, Get chicks to fuck me whenever I want. So he's calling me all the time, going, "Hey, dude, let's go out. Let's go out, man." I'm like, "You don't understand." No, I love this. Is so guy like though? Like guys, no one is is even considering the fact that you got a crippled girl to come back and fuck him. He doesn't give a shit. It's just like a girl, (laughs) right? That's what we were talking about before. Girls don't understand. You could be crippled, and you could get two hot guys to fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, she was sweet, you know, and she was very, she she was very grateful. Like, mm-hmm. she, the, the problem, this is what's fucked up about sex, though, is that if you fucking put your dick in somebody, they expect something from that. Like, they want, they want you to call them. Right. <laughs> so now this chick's calling me all the time. Was, was that just a one-time thing? Oh, or, right. Or, 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 was it a one-time know, thing? It, yeah, fuck, I don't want to do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever go out like with a, the other guy and, and tag team anyone else? I did go out with the other guy one time, and I realized that he is a total fucking douchebag. <laughs> so, uh, I think I might have been the only reason why that guy's ever gotten laid in his life. That's why he was calling of- you a lot, of course. If he was that good looking, he could get girls on his own. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he was a well, douchebag. Well, he's good looking, but he's he is he is a fucking yeah. He's kind of a dork. He doesn't understand that all you gotta really do is treat people nice, treat mm-hmm. people like people, man. right? Treat, treat people like a human being, and maybe they'll fuck you, maybe they don't, but don't take it personally if they don't. Right. You know. So mm-hmm. Look at every look at everything as a gift. 
look at everything as, as just something good that happened that you don't expect to ever fucking happen ever again. Right. And, and then go, and go with it because listen, some like you get all these, you get a lot of gifts. Like the lady drives to your house and she's married and she's got panties on. And then before you know it, she's sending you porn. You meet a girl online and before you know it, she's crippled, but you're banging her with another guy. Like you wind up in a lot of these really interesting scenarios with that fat girl. You jerked off on her with other guys. Like you get to her house and she had all these other people there. Oh yeah. And you know what? I came to the first, like I was, I was like, I, I walk into her apartment, and there are like two other dudes, and they're she's jacking both of them off, right? Mm-hmm. And she, <laughs> this girl, she's so funny. She she lit candles. There was like some fucking Yanni or Enya playing on the stereo. It's like <laughs> it was a very romantic sort of experience. Rom- <laughs> romantic environment where there's like this chick and she's just jacking these dudes off. <laughs> It's so funny. And, and I'm like, wow, wow, you really made like, cause, you know, we talked before. She's like, just come over, you know, I'll fucking, you can just check off on me. And so there are two other dudes, and she's like, come here, honey, let me, let me fucking touch it. And so she said, I put my cock in her hand, and she starts jacking me off. She put, she's got this like coke, this coconut shit or whatever. And she fucking made me come like in pro- probably like maybe 20 seconds right like i i was just i was just into coming like i wasn't i was i wasn't trying to have an experience i was trying to have an orgasm right and i can jerk my cock off and i came and it went all not only on her but it fucking landed on one of the other dudes mm-hmm. and that dude freaked out he got so grossed out because because my cum like literally shot probably five feet out of my cock. Like it just <laughs> shot that and it landed on it and it touched him and he was so grossed out about it. He fucking took his cock away from that chick, ran into the bathroom, and he was like shivering. <laughs> He's washing my cum off. So fucking uptight, like seriously, you're gonna get fucking freaked out. Yeah, you're like in a room and with a strange fat girl, and other guys are jerking off, and you're all jerking, and that's where. But that's what's so interesting about people, and I hear it all the time on my shows. Like everyone has these weird boundaries. Everyone has these weird sort of things that they're into like I'm into this but I'm not into that like that married woman like I'll come over to your house and I'll take my things off but if I don't fuck you then I'm not cheating you know everyone has these sort of made up rules and that's what everyone's sort like you're allowed to have those you know everyone has their limits and you sort of make you decide that on your own like that guy's like I'll let a fat girl jerk off jerk me off I'll jerk off in front of other guys but god forbid cum touches me like that's a deal breaker and I think a lot of guys might actually be that way well, yeah, I mean, you've got that one guy on your show that he talks about how he fucking, like, goes to swinger clubs and gets a blowjob because he doesn't want to cheat. Yeah, exactly. Like, but that's how they have it in their head. And that's how, you know, and it's like, you know, it's like I, it's like therapists with like reframing things like you, however you frame things in your mind is how it is in reality. Right. It's just like, really, it's just like per- perception. So. I, that's just like hilarious that that guy's like, oh, that's where I draw the line. But I think a lot of guys would not like if they're very hetero or very like, uh, like uh, homophobic would be freaked out if like somebody else has come touch them. Did you just split right after that? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No point hanging around. Like, what am I gonna right. Do? Like you weren't going to yeah. go for a second time. 
Yeah. So you. Yeah, I was pop. You said though you were like in a marriage. You went and during all this time and all this fucking and all these experiences that you had with all these people. Like, when are you married, and how long were you married for? You. you well, said, that was. I. That was back my first girlfriend. That oh, so that's crazy. what you mean. That te- That's I actually. That so you were that sexually dead relationship was with that first girl, and then you had yeah. a girlfriend. You said that you used to fuck everyone and everything, anytime and anywhere. Uh, Which one was that? <laughs> How long you date her for? That's the one. Uh, <laughs> that's the one that turned that turned me into the fucking sick pervert that I am. I went from being like I'd only had sex with my girlfriend and my friend's girlfriend mm-hmm. or wife. At that point, I'd only had, and the, and then the groupie, like I'd only had sex with about four different girls. By and that time, I was 28 years old when I moved out from the house that I bought with my then girl. Yeah. Uh, when that ended, my sexless relationship ended. I moved in with this woman that used. To, well, she was she's just a, like a mutual friend of ours. Mm-hmm. She was uh, she she was she was a nymphomaniac. Right. So she, you guys dated, but she was open to screwing other guys the whole time? Well, yeah, she was fucking everybody. Like, she had two jobs. She worked as a part-time as a waitress and then another job at some office or some shit like that. And she fucked, you know, the guy that comes and builds the vending machines? She Uh fucked that dude. Like, she would fuck that dude. Right. She's the kind of <laughs> they would see a dude filling a fucking vending machine full of candy, and like, I'm fucking that dude. And she knew she could. <laughs> I mean, like, she'd go up to him, and she'll, like, she'll flirt with him a little bit. She'll grab his cock. She'll take him into the fucking broom closet and fuck him at work. Oh, interesting. And she would tell you, like, oh. you guys were open with each other. Oh, no, no, no. I was very, very, uh, I was very naive, very sheltered. I was... She would do things, and I would hear about things that she'd done with other people, from other people, and I would get that pit in my stomach. Like, it would make me sick. Like, oh, uh, okay, so she I'm, was, like, living a double life she, with you. She was like, oh, yeah. She fucking broke my heart a billion times. Oh, she killed me. She was constantly fucking, I mean... Yeah, man, I was. It was. It's a bad place. It's a good. I understand like why people hurt over. Yeah, but what's what's so weird though? This is like it's a weird contradiction, right? Because you have a girlfriend before her who you're with for ten years, and you have a, a pretty healthy relationship, and you but you and you like to watch her fuck your friend, your best friend, like, and you fuck that guy, but then you get with this girl, and she's fucking random people that you don't even know, it's not even like she's fucking your friend, and that makes you really jealous, like, what's the difference? Well, the the, the difference is that that was, I think you're mistaken, like, I, my girlfriend, well, okay, maybe you're not, I did make, I did make my girlfriend suck my buddy's dick, oh, she never screwed him, she just, like, sucked his dick? But you were saying that you, no, she, yeah. No, they fucked. They fucked. Okay. Uh, the thing is, is that I had a lot. I didn't know that it was just about sex. Like I thought that I, I this was my best friend. Like mm-hmm. I would, I would do anything for this dude. This guy was my my best friend. So I don't you, really have a best mm-hmm. a best friend anymore. Mm-hmm. If I do have, a, I, I have a lot of girlfriends, mm-hmm. but they're not best. Like. Nobody that I, like, I didn't have anybody. I don't have anybody like that in my life, pretty much. 
Okay, so so you feel like the difference was that she was screwing someone that you were really close with, so it was different. This girl was doing it, be- and it was in front of you. This girl's doing it behind your back. She's sort of deceptive about it, right? Because you're not supposed to know, right? And you guys are dating, and she's pretending like she's monogamous with you, and then you're finding out yeah. through other people that she's fucking everybody and anything. Yeah. Yes. And now, were you monogamous? How long so did you date her for? Probably about two years. I was so stupid. I, you know, see, the, the thing is, like, I moved into her house. We were just roommates. I lived in the bottom, the basement part of her house. Mm-hmm. And she had a, she had a boyfriend. She was she was seeing a doctor at the time. And I'm, you know, I used to babysit their kids. They, her kids. They were they were mutual friends of, of both of my and my girlfriend and the girl, the couple that I was cuckolding. Right. They were we were all friends, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But, he got this new boyfriend, and he was a doctor, and they got in an argument, and she got, she was, she was a fucking psycho. Like, I didn't know this at the time. I thought she was just a nice, good-looking girl. She's really fucking pretty. Uh-huh. But they, they had a date. They were planning on going to get some sushi or some shit. Um, it fell through. I ended up going to sushi with her. She comes downstairs. She's like, hey, Chris, I got reservations at I shouldn't have said my name again. It's okay. I, I, got, I got reservations at a... I, I really don't care if you use my name. No I, one's really going to know Joe, Bob, Bill. I mean, they're such generic names. No one's going to know who the hell John is. You know what I mean? John from Utah. I'm sure there's like millions of them, but I'll delete it anyway. Go on. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. But anyway, so we go we go out to dinner. Um, she gets a couple of drinks in her. I didn't... I was so shy. Like, I'm, I was so lousy at getting laid at that time in my life that I couldn't get this chick to fuck me and she fucked everybody else. Right. I was the only dude on the planet or at least that she hadn't banged. Right. Yeah. And you're living in her house. So it's so easy. She doesn't even have to hide in the closet. Like you're right there at all times. <laughs> well, that's funny that you mentioned the closet. So I start fucking this chick and she hasn't really broke up with Doctor guy, but right. I really don't. Yeah, I really don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and eventually they did. Like, I, I sort of moved from the basement. I was basically living. We were sharing the same bed every night. We were sharing the same bedroom. Well, one that one morning, uh, some starts banging on the door, and I just barely fucked her. Like, there was there was there was some wet spots all over the fucking bed and shit from it, and. She, she gets, like, really panicked, and she's like, you need to go downstairs. You need to go downstairs. I'm like, why? And she's like, just please, please, will you just, I'll explain later. I'm like, okay. <laughs> right, so like, there's another dude at that door. Yeah, so I go downstairs, and it's the doctor boyfriend, and he's crying. I can hear him fucking bawling like a little baby about how he wants another chance. He loves her. He doesn't know why she's treating him like this, all this shit. And I'm just sitting down there like, get fucking rid of this dude already. But she doesn't. She brings him upstairs. I can hear him crying. I can hear him. They're, they're in the bed. They're on the. They're in the bedroom that we had just fucked in. And I can, I, I start hearing them start fucking. They're fucking. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck? fuck is going on here like i don't feel like should i run up there and stop it and go you son of a bitch get out of my girlfriend because i kind of <laughs> stole her 
province. Right. Like, I don't know, but I don't like it. I'm sitting down there, sitting down in the basement going, this is fucking bullshit. Right. What but fuck? Right, but that kind of shit sometimes gets guys whipped with it. It's just like it's that same thing when a girl's when a guy treats a girl like shit and she just can't get out of it. You know what I mean? Like she just goes back for more. It just happens a lot. It could happen to guys too. I've seen guys abused by women and they just can't get away. There's something about that that you're almost like so mesmerized by being treated like such shit that it's like a car accident. Like you can't stop looking. You know what I mean? You can't get away. It's like something about it because it's so off the wall that people get sort of fixated on it sometimes. I mean, she he's sitting there crying, but you're also in the other room like pissed off that she's fucking another guy, but you're both, she's sort of like in control. She's like manipulating everybody in that scenario. She's absolutely in control. She's yeah. absolutely of everything. Right. You're no different than the doctor guy that's crying. You're, you know, she drove you nuts fucking all these people. I mean, you became him, right? Because you stayed dating her even after that. Exactly. Was, right. Exactly. I just took, I took that dude's role. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I you smart, became, right. If I was smart, I would have been like, fuck, I don't want none of that shit. But, right, exactly. Like, jealous. I was jealous of this dude because he, he was fucking this beautiful girl and I didn't realize that I was going to be him in two years. Right. I was going to be, she's going to be fucking everybody, and I'm going to be the one crying on why, why are you <laughs> fucking him? Right. And, you know, once, like, I'm sorry, but, like, if you have half a brain, if, like, some girl does that to you on some level, you're, like, I mean, how paranoid were you when every time you were in some place with her that there's a guy in another room, like, listening to her fucking you? Because, like, that's what she did to this other guy, right? Like, you know, she does it to that guy. She's going to do it to you eventually. So you probably never trusted her the whole time anyway. How could you? Yeah. But she was one of the most amazing fucking ways I've ever had. Right. Well, there's that crazy matrix, you know, and the crazy girls are really good and bad. A lot of my guy friends would say that. It's just the truth. She's fucking, she would tell me things. Oh, my God. The things she would tell me. Um, she would do this. She would go to bars. She, she has caused, like, fucking murders, basically. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm not even exaggerating. No, I know that's women have that power, like just by being beautiful or sexual. Like, you know, when you sort of cut it all down, you know, women are seducers and men can be seduced. And if a woman is like could just forget about everything else, like forget about being a real person or bringing a lot to the table and just use her sexuality to drive men nuts. She really can. It really is that simple. Yeah. Guys are that easy. She drove she drove a dude to actually smash a beer mug into another dude's face, putting him <laughs> in the cold. See, I have to, as a woman, like, I have to respect, not respect women. Like, I wish I could be like that, but I think that that's, like, something she's off her rocker. Because, like, in a way, like, women are, it, like, in the opposite scenario. Like, men create that kind of craziness in women all the time, right? I mean, women do crazy things because of guys, mostly. It's rare that you meet the woman that does it to a man, but they exist. And you kind of gotta be like, oh my god, she's just like, you know, I, I might want to high-five her behind closed doors. <laughs> I want to high-five her. I hated her guts, but now, like, now that I'm... <laughs> You know, I mean, if you're going to be crazy, at least she, like, ruled her craziness, you know, and she just left, like, a, you know, a sea of, like, dead guys behind her. Um, you know, she was out of her mind, but I, there's something funny about it to me. I know that's terrible to say. She's one of the funniest people I've ever met. Mm -hmm. she, she, she would fucking, <laughs> she would call me over 
And unbeknownst to me, like, she'd have a dude over. She'd booty call me because she knows I'm so fucking horny all the time and I will fuck her at any opportunity. That she would, ha- she would have her fucking boyfriend come over and he would sit in the closet while she fucking answered the door in a negligee, you know, fucking took me to her bedroom. It was all fucking really romantic and, like, low-lit candlelight and fucking all that shit. And she would fuck me all night long while some dude was in the closet. Like, wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait. This... And I didn't even know. Well, how do you know now? Like, how did you find out that that was going on? Because she would tell me. Afterwards? She told me. Yeah. Like, there were times. There was. Actually, she told me some shit, like, some of that kind of shit where, like, <laughs> she told me this story about how she was doing that exact same fucking scenario with some dude at the bar. But with her with her current boyfriend after we because like I don't know if this is your experience but every time I have a every time I have a relationship I get I, we break up right mm-hmm. I still fuck we I have if I have good sexual chemistry with them I'll fuck my ex girlfriends for sometimes ten years like, yeah I think sometimes booty calls are best with people that you've been emotionally through the sort of emotional roller coaster with them. Because then you've been there, done that, and that tends to be, uh, that tends to not happen again. And that's always, I think, the best people if you're going to do a booty call with is somebody that you've been there, done that emotionally with. And then you could just do the sex thing with them. So, yeah, I think that that's a good yeah. call. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but just like by virtue of the fact that you've already had a relationship with them, like you already know the way they operate sexually. Yeah, and you feel like comfortable and you're friends habit. and you like each other as people. That's always works for the girl, you know. And I think because right. emotionally you've been through everything, it tends to not get messy in that scenario, you know? Exactly. So, so she booty called me one night, and she, like, we fucked for a while, and I was, I was laying there, and she's telling me all this shit that she's done. Like, she told me that she went to, she took her boyfriend to the bar, and they picked up a dude that they wanted to come home and have a threesome with. And that dude, well, what, while when her boyfriend went outside to smoke a cigarette or some shit like that, mm-hmm. the the dude from the bar locked him out of their house and then just fucked her by himself all night while that dude, while her boyfriend was locked outside. <laughs> oh my god, she's got this weird fantasy of having like one guy here and the other guy there. Like that's like her thing. It's the, really, if you look at it, it's like a pattern. Uh, I want her on my show. Do you still friends with her? <laughs> oh man! Do you think that? I, let me ask you this. I, I don't, but let me ask you this. Do you think that there's a chance that maybe some of her scenarios were like like fake, like she lied, like she would just say that there was someone in the closet, or do you really believe that there was? I believe her. I believe everything she tells me because I've seen it. I, she, she's so. She was fucked, dude, in the garage while her fucking boyfriend was sleeping. She she did it with me. Right, right, right. You were in the other room, right? So those things always just really went down. Well, okay, let me get get to this. Okay, now I've heard it all. Okay, these stories could go on for another hour, I'm sure, because you know you're 39 now. You started doing all this stuff when you're like 26 and got out of that relationship. But now you're in a monogamous relationship. You say, right? How long you been dating this girl? Two years. 
two years and you've been monogamous with her and you really dig her but you're just trying to get her like where you want to take this relationship now is into swinging she knows because we started off with talking about this girl like she knows you blew her roommate she knows about your whole sexual past right did you go in do you go into you said in the beginning that you go into relationships and tell women like oh i'm not gonna be faithful so don't even bother did you go in with this girl saying that or have you changed your tune because you're monogamous with her well i think i i have been monogamous with her for the last two years since i met her i don't necessarily I don't ever want to rule anything out. Right. But did you go you know, in telling I, her? Did you say, hey, listen, like, I'm just not, a, like, you say that you have in the past? Did you do that with this girl? And she was like, okay, she, that's fine? Well, okay, okay, so here's, here's something that, that I haven't told you about her. I've known her for 10 years. Uh-huh. I've known my girl. So she's seen me. She's known She's heard all these stories as they're happening. She knows everything about me. Right. So she knows so, the deal. She knows who you are. So you knew it right off the bat. She's accepting you for everything. And she knows, like we said, a big thing is she knows you sucked off her guy roommate, her gay guy roommate, and she dated you right after that. Right. And so in two years, you haven't been able to get her or sort of open her up to having any kind of sexual experiences that you're interested in? She's open to it. But she, she, the thing is, that she, she has a very public job. Mm-hmm. And she just, she just wants to, if she ever really does want to do anything like that, she doesn't want to do it here. Right. Like maybe if you she go on vacation or something, she'll do like a threesome or something with you. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. It just just means that I'm going to be going on a lot more vacations than I'm usually. <laughs> right, right. I mean, do you find as a guy who was like totally not able to be monogamous, do you think that you're able to be monogamous for two years with this girl because you've sort of got a lot of stuff out of your system and you're a little bit older, or is it about the girl, or are you tortured being monogamous? It's all of the above. Right. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. partly that. It's partly because I've got it out of my system. Partly because some of that stuff I don't want out of my system. I enjoy it. I mm-hmm. really love fucking crazy sex. Right. I love it. Mm-hmm. And you and you um, want to have more I, of it. You're only 39 years old. Yeah. That's, yeah. I figure, like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how long I have. I think you have you know, forever. I, you know, there's this whole old age community. And I've talked about this before. My mother just brought it up to me the other day. Like there's this old age community down in Florida where they have the highest rate of STDs because all these people are fucking each other like crazy. And there's like it, within this old age community, they have like a, a thing where they set up where if your garage door is left open at night, that means you're open for business. And they're all doing crazy stuff and getting tons of STDs because <laughs> they're like really old and they're like, who cares anymore? You know what I mean? They, they lived in that generation where they couldn't do anything. So they're all sort of getting it out of their system now. So, I mean, they're all banging at 70 and 80 years old. So I think it never gets old. I think it's sex is a great thing. If you do what you want to do and it's healthy for in whatever way that is for you, you'll be doing it to the end of time. If you're lucky, why stop? That's good. To, I mean, that's good to think. That's nice to hear. Like, But, I mean, I, when I was 20 years old, I didn't know what it was going to be like when I was 38. Like, right. I had no idea. I don't... I have no idea what it's going to be like when I'm 48. Well, I got to tell you, what I've seen with guy friends of mine, some of the biggest players, 
I have seen a trend that like when they turn about 48, 49, 50, the normal ones tend to slow down a little bit. And I'm talking about, I'm not talking about Viagra. I mean, there's things that you could just like pop a pill and that's going to change all that. But I definitely see that a lot of my guy friends who were really hardcore out there about 48, 49, they, they feel different thing. They start to change a little bit. They start to slow down. It's a, they're not chasing tail as much. And some of them actually like it. It's a little bit more content place to be right. than just so fucking horny and you need to get off all the time. Um, but then, you know, guys will just take Viagra and they go back. I see guys that are dysfunctional, like doctor guy, who's like could still fuck five times a day every day at 49. And to me, that's something's wrong with him. <laughs> like, I don't I think that that's like a that's someone that's like taking every bit of their emotion and just sending it down to their dick. Like instead of sort of experiencing all different things, because I think that it should be a healthy balance. It's like you just can't need sex that much. It's almost too much. But that's a, that's the, something, a podcast I do with him. So, you know, you'll be having it to the dawn time. It'll just probably be um, a matter of time before you open up with this girl. And when you do turn your monogamous relationship into a swinging relationship, I'd love to have you call back in. And I'm sure we you have, like, I mean, I never like my podcast to be more than, like, an hour. We're at, like, an hour and 20 minutes. But it's, that, that doesn't matter. It's all just been great stories, you know. I could talk to you probably for two more hours and get more stories than the shit that you said because it can't just be this many people. Um, but so we'll do a part two when you turn this monogamous relationship, like I said, into like a swinging thing or you change it around because that's just a matter of time, don't you think? I hope. <laughs> or if not, no, just, if, if it doesn't, if it doesn't, here's the thing, like, if she's just, I'm not. I get dumped a lot. I get dumped a lot. She, she just might be the next person to dump me for not being faithful. She's oh, right. But you've been so faithful so far, and she knows that? Yeah. And she well, could believe you because you're pretty honest, right? Yeah, that's the thing. But let, I'm, I'm, if I fuck somebody else, I'm going to tell her, and I'm going to fuck somebody else at some point. Right, but if why don't you, like, why, if you really, do you really like this girl? Yeah, I love her. She's amazing. Right. So why don't you, instead of like, why don't you be a little bit more forward thinking? And since you know that that scenario, you need to tell her, like, let's get on this now because eventually I'm going to screw someone else and I'd rather do it with you than behind your back. So that's why you need to get her on board and on some sort of agreement. Because maybe because she knows you, maybe if you guys have a great, good enough relationship, she won't care or she'll do it with you. Or you guys could figure out a way to make it work in your relationship so you don't lose it. Because I think you're a little like sloppy in that you're just like, oh, I just tell people like I cheat and then they dump me. And it's like you're kind of passive to who you are and the way you do business. Whereas you could take a little c- control of the situation and be more successful to have like longer relationships and be who you are. There are people that are able to swing or be, have open relationships with people and make it last. Like you have to figure that out. Right. That's why I think I'm a little bit like your doctor guy. Uh, guy. Yeah. Because he doesn't, he just doesn't give a fuck. No, he, he just, really doesn't. doesn't care. <laughs> like uh, you, you could go into my apartment before I moved before I started living with my girlfriend now, and there would be panties on the floor, there would be fucking uh, six different fucking girls kinds of shit, like earrings, fucking whatever. Shit they would leave there, you know, and I wouldn't care. 
right but what what is that about i don't understand if you really care about the person you should care it's like maybe just being like it's just a personality type you know doctor guy is just like a personality type and i think sometimes you can't change certain things about yourself but so it's like harder for you to be a person that cares than a regular person that cares you know what i mean like you have to try to be someone that cares like something you have to cultivate within yourself you know what i mean if if you want to not keep losing women that you like but like doctor guy would say how they like they'll just be another one you know so maybe that's look at the it. problem yeah that is the that's problem the problem mm-hmm. the fucking I, I don't have a problem finding women right so you feel like even if you that lose this one and she's really great and you really love her you'll meet another one that's really great and you really love and you just do whatever you want this is why i need to be born as a man in my next lifetime it is a man's world like <laughs> It doesn't work like that for women. It's a very different experience. It's like men hold all the power, like a lot of the power in the, in the situation. You're lucky in that way, but like I don't know. You know, you're 39 now. You might feel differently at 49, 50. You might, you know, I don't know. Doctor guy hasn't changed really, and he's like, I can't imagine having it. Like, if, well, you know what would change my life is if I had, if I had a little girl. Hmm. Do you want to oh, have kids? Goodness. Are you looking to have kids? My girlfriend does. She right. wants to have kids with me. Right. So, listen, you still have time for that, but, you know, you have, like, a good 10 years before your gist starts going bad. For a woman, her eggs go bad at 40. Man, his sperm starts to get a little messed up at 50. So, you know, you have a good 10 years that you could get a girl pregnant. Maybe you just have a kid. I'm having a kid now. I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that might change you. And, you know, it's like, why not change it up? That's how I feel, you know. Um, You might slow down. You might feel different. I would just hope that if I do have a, if I end up ever having a kid, I would want to have a little gay boy. A gay boy? Not a straight boy, a gay boy. How come a gay boy? A gay boy. I mean, I wouldn't mind. I'm having a boy. I'm very open. If my kid was gay, I would love it. Like, whatever, you know. But why would you want a gay boy? I was having this conversation with my buddy the other day, you know, about this. And he's like, I, w- I would be terrified if I had a girl. I would be so worried about. And, and, right. and he's like, what about, I mean, what about like, what, what, what about what women do to men, dude? Like, seriously, think about it. Like, who's really hurt you the most in this life? I'm like, oh, women, you're right. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you want a a gay guy because he's dealing with men and you know how men are and you feel like that's the safest sort of child to have. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, yep. there you go. Because <laughs> I don't have to worry about my little my little kid's heart being broken. You know? Right. I you think know? what you should worry about is your heart being broken and figure out how to be a little smarter in your relationship. So you're not so passive. I mean, you just might be that guy. Like I said, to me, that's like maybe a personality trait that you're not that guy that's just like shit is happening in his relationships that he feels like he has no control over. Yet you do have control. You have control over yourself. You could not cheat if you don't want to and if you really like a girl. You know, it's just the problem of do you care enough or not? But, you know, that's for you to figure out. You didn't call my podcast. I mean, you call my podcast to just tell these, like, interesting stories, which I love. Like, you're not really looking for advice. I don't need to start telling you how you need to change. <laughs> that's just my little <laughs> bit of advice because I just hear a little bit of that sort of victim sort of what? vibe in you that you act as if you're sort of a victim to these things that happen but really you're not you're just sort of passive to shit that happens to you and i know people that are like that you're a sweetheart okay <laughs> thanks i don't know how you got that from what i just said to you i don't i wasn't insulting you though i was just giving you some of a little bit no of i know yeah i just i really 
I think part of I, I think you're a little bit of a devil too. I think that I don't know. I, what, what do I know about you? I don't know about you until you stay on the podcast. A devil. <laughs> Listen, I'm a well. That laugh. That laugh. I hear you say shit sometimes. It's really snarky, and that laugh that you that you uh-huh. do. Oh, it sounds a little it, devious. It, Listen, I'm not evil. like a quiet. Yeah, no, I am not a quiet. No, no, no. I am not a quiet wallflower flower for sure, but I am not evil. I really like I have to say when I was younger, I had a lot of fucked up things. I cleaned myself out a lot um, and I'm a do the right thing kind of person. But I don't mean do the right thing like I don't fuck up in life or I don't. But like I'm not I'm a nice person deep down inside. That's what I that's very important to me. So I'm not really evil or manipulative or any of that dark stuff. No, I'm really not. Um, but I have a good sense of humor. I think everything's fucking funny. And, uh, you know, I, that's that. But, no, I'm not really evil. <laughs> I'm really not. <laughs> but you can read my book. I mean, it's just, that's just my relationships, you know. I, I still do want to read your book. I haven't got to it yet. But I, I don't know if it's it. so much for guys. It's just like one relationship story after another. But it's like two ninety nine. It's or if you're like a member of Kindle, you could get it for free. And uh, you'll hear you'll read some crazy stories. You could write a book too. All these stories. So you know, if you ever want to do a part two or call in, you know, once you start really listening to my podcast, you'll see how people that call back in. Um, uh, I'd love to have you back on because it's like you you got some a lot of you have a lot of great stories. So keep well, me posted. You. What do we call you, Jinx? Cirque. Cirque. Okay, sorry, Cirque. <laughs> All right, Cirque, thanks C-I-R- so much. <laughs> C-I-R-Q-U-E, Cirque. Yes. Okay, yes. Cirque, thanks so much for calling in, and I, you know, I'll have you back on when you want it, whenever okay. you want. Okay? It's nice to talk to you. All right, bye. Goodbye. Do you have a story? lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well strictly anonymous wants to hear from you send us an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name and remember everything is strictly anonymous strictly anonymous